Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously? Every... I'm your person. Every... Now we dance it out. Every... McDreamy? Every... McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Today's episode is brought to you by The American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, The American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. Eric, hi. Hi. Thanks for for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Dude. This It's been a while, a, man. I know. It's I been know. forever. I know. I know. It's been so the, the last time I worked with you guys, you were pregnant, Zoe. Oh my god, and I have my youngest is 5 now, so that's a long time. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so what's up? I'm so excited to talk about one of my favorite all-time episodes of New Girl. Yes. Yeah, me this too. This is a personal awesome. top three. I love <laughs> this episode <laughs> so much. Truly. I mean, so much awesome stuff going on. So, wait, Eric, was this, this wasn't the first one you did with us, or was yeah. it? Yeah, this was the first oh, one. It was. was the first, my first Because you episode, did quite yeah. a few. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. three yeah. of them, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did, did the one in the bar. The I did the flashback episode in the bar. Oh, right. And then I did right, the right. one with uh, Henry Winkler and, and Julie Haggerty. As, oh, as, uh, I like Karen's that. Parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That was such <laughs> Him a- talking about trains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. But, um, uh, but yeah, this was, this was my first one. This was my first one. Very exciting. Do you remember, wow. 
Do you remember getting the call or did you have friends? Like, how did you get on the, um, on the new girl director circuit? Yeah, I mean, that was the year. It was kind of like my first year of directing a lot of network TV episodes. I had done an episode of The Office the year before. And it was like, right. that was like my first network TV thing. And then the following year, that the the office episode was very well received. So like all of a sudden, like my dance card was full the following year, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was really. Uh, and then you came really on over to the greatest show in television history. The humblest show. Yeah, it's 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 all coming from Lamorne's side. The most humble. You know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. I remember okay. my first conversation though when they when when I found out which episode I was doing it they sat me down and said so we have to do a Ford commercial in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I remember actually you know when it came out it kind of like people kind of saying something about it but it's like it doesn't matter at all. Absolutely. It was actually nice that we were able to say a brand name because that's so what those things are. They're there to sell, you know? Yeah. And it just happened to be that we had this like kind of Ford tie in and it, I think allowed us to have a bigger budget for the episode, maybe. I think so too. I think so <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. My question to you is: Did you get credit for both uh, directing a television show and also a commercial? Did you put this <laughs> on your commercial reel? <laughs> I did not, unfortunately. No. <laughs> Wasted opportunity, my friend. Because it I does. Love- it does feel like just. It feels <laughs> like a scene. It's so. It's like very well integrated into the episode. Well, also, I get stuck in the car and fall out of the car. (laughs) That's right. We do a full show. Was that their pitch from Ford, like they wanted to do a car show? Or was that just what the writers kind of came up with and gave to you? I think it's what just what the writers came up with. Like, I remember Fox, I think it's that Fox, like, had this deal with Ford and all the shows. Like, on American Idol, it was easier. They just, like, Ford would do those little music videos on American Idol. And I think, like, all the Fox shows had to, like, work Ford into (laughs) something at some point. Yeah, I think that's how it was pitched to me. But Uh, it kind of worked to, I don't know, better than, there was another episode where... I remember, Lauren, I think you might, it was all the guys had to be like, this is so cool. We can open the trunk with our foot. Was it? it? Was, oh, there, was, there, was, there were a few. There were, we, yeah. Was that Ford or was that something else? Was that Ram it was Ford. Ford? I think that's a Ram. It was the Foscape. I think that's what um, <laughs> Damon called brain. this car, the Foscape, the Ford Escape. Oh. <laughs> that's right. The Foscape. What, and then the what Prince great episode rebranding, as well. courtesy of <laughs> Damon. <laughs> um, folks, uh, if you're just tuning in, we have a fantastic show. We are recapping episode five of season two, Models. And, you know, obviously you've been listening. We've got writer-director Eric Appel. Now, obviously, he just spoke about all the things that he's done. But where are you now? Obviously, because a new girl, we've, we've turned your life around. Um, <laughs> Made an honest man out of you. Tell us about what you're working on now. Obviously, some great things working with some of my heroes. Yeah, I just um, I did a, a movie uh, this past year for the Roku channel called Weird: The Al Yankovic Story, yes. which is a uh, yeah, w- which is a like satirical biopic uh, about Weird Al Yankovic that we co-wrote together and I directed <laughs> and and uh, Daniel Radcliffe 
is um is stars as uh, as Weird Al himself. Um, this and I actually got just a got, lot of press too. It did. Yeah. I just got a. I got nominated for a DGA award uh, two days ago. <laughs> Which is funny because we're sort of um you know it's like a satire of uh, awards movies. And now it's like becoming a legit awards movie, which is really funny. <laughs> That's, That's on brand great. for this town. That yeah, makes sense. yeah. So, folks, um, what we're going to do now is we're going to jump right into. We're going to do things differently uh, from what you've what you probably remember about the show. Um, so, we're going to recap this episode with the fantastic director uh, Eric Appel. If you, if you don't remember this episode, we encourage you to go watch it, but I'll dive right into it. It's Cece's birthday. She's turning a young 48 years old. But, <laughs> I forget how old. Uh, but our girl is torn between the decades-old tradition of clueless and prom towel dresses with, with Jess and, 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 and living it up at the club with her model friends. That's right. Nadia's back. Nadia's back oh, and she's best. drinking vodka through her butt. Not sure what that is, but <laughs> no, she always she always drinks vodka through her butt. It's kind of I, that's. I, I still yeah, there's try. a lot. There's yeah. a lot of butt chugging uh, talk <laughs> yeah. in this episode. A lot, a lot. of butt chugging talk. Um, but if you folks saw the episode, then you know what I'm talking about. I'm not just being weird like I normally am. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, when she tries to merge her two worlds, Jess gets her feelings hurt, and she gets her boobs punched. Now, meanwhile, Schmidt and Nick they're also at a crossroads in their relationship. Schmidt gives Nick a box of cookies and the sincerity, it throws Nick, throws him way off. He just wants, you know, he just wants a turtle. That's it. And Schmidt is hurt that Nick doesn't think of him. Now, the next morning, Cece wakes up too hungover to do her modeling gig and just does not want her friend to get in trouble at work. So she offers to do the job. We spoke about that earlier. Now, the negative perception of modeling is shattered when Miss Day learns firsthand how difficult it is to wear heels at a rotating stage. I mean, come on, man. This is modeling 101. It's hard. I know how to do it. Everybody knows how to do it. Uh, that Jesse makes a terrible model, obviously, but she remains a wonderful friend. Nick gathers up the courage to be vulnerable with Schmidt. Everyone leaves this episode better friends. And that's what happened in this episode. And also Winston was there, I think. Now back to our show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, episode 205 models directed by the Eric Appel and written by Josh Melmoth. Josh Melmoth. His wheelhouse models. <laughs> so what do you remember, Eric, mm. about directing this episode? Um, oh man, I remember a lot about directing this episode. I actually there's actually a funny story about this episode that is like an Appel family classic. Ooh, I, we have to hear it. Um, so I don't know if you know this or remember this, but the model scout, there's a flashback scene where mm-hmm. uh, young Jess and young Cece are approached by a model scout. And that is my wife that is, uh, that is playing, playing the, the model scout. That is playing the model scout. Yes. Oh my God. So, oh but the, the reason that it's such a funny story is my, my wife uh, at, at the time was doing a lot of acting, doing a lot of commercials, little bit parts on TV shows and whatnot. And she got the call to come in and audition to play this model scout. 
Now, no one knew that she was my wife. Her acting, like her last name was different, like as an actress. Yeah. See, I was going to say this was a whole Nepo baby situation, but <laughs> it it's is not. not a it's Nepo not. Baby. No. So, uh, <laughs> your wife's not a Nepo baby? <laughs> <laughs> Just so clear she, that up right now. <laughs> so she told me, uh, I remember her telling me, like, I, I'm, I'm, I just got called in for your episode. Like, thank you. And I'm like, I didn't put you up for this. <laughs> Randomly, you got called in to play the model scout. But I'm like, I feel it's weird. I pictured the model scout to be like older and frumpier for some reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Not I'm like, I mean, like nothing against. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it just feels, it, I don't know, it kind of feels like an odd, I'm like, you're more of a model type, you know? <laughs> so, winning all day long. But anyway, I'm like, I'm not going to tell, pe I felt weird about telling people that she was my wife. Like, I didn't want to get her hired or anything, but, you know. Oh, wow. Because she was or not wife. hired, right? Yes. Yeah, like you don't right. want to affect it anyway. You like wanted. I didn't to be want to affect it anyway. Um, but I did say I'm like don't so don't be bummed out if you don't get this because I you know I, I don't know if people like I may, yeah. maybe everybody's picturing someone different in this role too. My my question to you is: well, Do you do you how do you direct her? Is uh, it is it fine? Is it hands yeah, off? Right? No, it's hands fine. Off. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I think it was fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh um, my goodness! But but anyway, so I I, I I'm like I'm not going to weigh in first, and Liz is the first person to weigh in and give her picks for the role, and she picks my wife first. And I was uh, like, so then yes. I chimed in, and I'm like, hey, I didn't want to say anything, but that. Johanna Parker is actually Johanna Pell. That's my wife. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you like organically, you know, came to this, uh, picked her on your own. Well, I actually will say that that's most of the time, like I know people who like are model agents and stuff like that. And they're usually kind of really like put together and attractive and like, so yes. I think I think that's it was the right thing, which to do, I came to, to which like I, I came yeah. to realize because I have to I have a 10 year old and an eight year old daughter and we've been approached at the mall of a couple of times <laughs> oh here God. in Los oh Angeles. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> you know, by people who I think are just trying to get you to sign up for acting classes in the valley yeah. or something. But, <laughs> but yeah. by the way, my daughter's like, they want me, dad. This oh. is like, you know. She... I actually have a funny story about this. Like in high school, I was like hanging out the, at the mall with my two friends, and this super creepy guy came over to us and was like, "You guys should be models." And we were like, "Uh, you know." I was really skeptical because I was always suspicious, and I remember he was like, "Oh, some of your friends from." He said, "What school do you go to?" And we told him, and he said, "Oh, some of your friends." have modeled for me. And he had a book full of pictures and he had pictures of some girls from our class. And we were like 15 guys. What? It was very creepy. And then he gave us his card. And I remember my two friends were kind of like, oh, he thinks we're models. That's so cool. And I took the card and I hid it and I, <laughs> I threw it away. And my friend was like, oh, do you have that card? And I was like, oh, uh, no, I, I don't have it anymore. Because I didn't want anybody to get like catfished into like some kind of like, oh, no. you know, trafficking ring. You, you find out later um, that that man was Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> that man was not Steven Spielberg. That man was more like Jeffrey Epstein. I was about to say, oh, was his really name Jeffrey? Creepy. Yeah. That sounds like Jeff. But like... 
Very creepy. Yeah, like yeah, you gotta gotta watch out for teenagers hanging out the mall by themselves. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! Yeah, that could have went um, sideways. But yeah, so that's my that's like my main that that's why this episode is so you know so special to uh, to us at my house. Um, but I remember <laughs> I remember so much of it, and you know, watching it back, uh, I watched it back last night, and and you know, so many memories kind of came flooding back. It's so funny to know. You know, you watch a scene and you're like, that was day one. There's the first scene I shot. What was the first scene that you shot of this episode? <laughs> the first scene was um, after the cold open. Uh, it was the first scene of act one. It was uh, Nick watching the turtle, uh, <laughs> the turtle documentary on TV. Um, and uh, yeah, Jess comes, comes in dressed up to go out for the birthday mm-hmm. party. Yeah. Oh yeah, how did you guys pick that outfit? This what was it like ballet ballerina turned streetwalker? Oh, I I actually that's so funny that you say that. Um that was a dress I had at home. That was my what? dress. Really? And um uh, yeah, uh and it was like a dress that my my friend was a designer and I love that dress. It's gorgeous. Um, and I like it's actually really like it's I don't know if it's like it's not uh, like it it's it's ready to wear, but it's like really it was a really nice dress. But um, I brought it in because I knew that it was like a bodycon dress that I felt like looked good <laughs> on me. So and I know they wanted like a bodycon dress. So I was like, all right, I've got one. <laughs> For all the folks out there who don't know what a bodycon dress is, what is a bodycon dress? Bodycon dress is like a really form figure. Like tight dress. It's Ooh. like is short Kim for Kardashian. Contour. Yeah, body uh, contour. That. It's something that has that. stretch to it, um, and is normally really tight. It's like a a, a, a dress that has has uh, some some some. It's stretch. like a it's like a boxer brief, but for all over. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but a dress. But a dress. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. That's what Hervé Leger says. Yeah, Hervé. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and and I feel like. Uh, that's kind of a like what the Kardashians always wear. They're always in bodycon. So um, <laughs> every night's a club night. Yes, that that dress. Yeah, and you know what? I remember. Sh- I remember so much about shooting this episode. Um, like it felt like legendary to me. Like our whole, you know, like everything about it felt like legendary. But then what I realized watching, I was like, oh, but the guy's part of this episode was totally legendary too. Yes. Like give a cookie, cookie, get episode. a cookie is like is one that a lot of people quote and are, are always asking, um, you know, Jake and Max about all the time. They, I think someone thought, I remember when we talked to Malmuth that that a lot of people had thought that that was improvised, that oh, give a cookie, no. get a cookie, get a cookie, give a cookie, you know, <laughs> um, that that was improvised, but it wasn't, it was written. Yeah. Just, it's the cross section of, you know, great, directing great writing and and great acting right there yeah that scene uh that was a memorable scene i remember jake like actually like real tears like getting emotional (laughs) in that moment like i and uh (laughs) and it was like pretty early in my directing career and uh you know i remember just like wow 
this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. I didn't, it was unexpected in that moment, but it was like really like, I'm like, oh, he's like really going for it. This is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The girls are flying fists and the boys are just crying. (laughs) In moments like that, when you're working with a guy like Jake Johnson, who we, we come to know as a person who probably can't read. So, <laughs> I mean, and I say that in jest, but he, he loves to improvise. Like, yeah. he loves it a lot. Now, does, does that throw you off when you come on a show, you know, so, like you said, so early on in your directing career with a cast of people that love to, to improvise and a crew of writers and showrunner who love to improvise? How, how, how did you work with that? How did you deal with that? Yeah, well, I mean, luckily that's sort of so I I came from the Upright Citizens Brigade theater. Like I I well, started Well, there you go. Yeah, like I started at UCB in 2002 in New York and um, you know, was on like a house improv team there with like Ellie Kemper and I kind of came up wow. with that whole that that whole generation of, you know, um Adam Pally and Ben Schwartz and Aubrey Plaza oh, wow. and Donald Glover, like those were all my you know, That's classmates in, in, in improv yeah. class back in, in the early 2000s. So, um, and I honestly, I think that's kind of what got me hot. Like I, I was sort of the, the new face in like directing, uh, you know, network TV comedy. And there was so much improv uh, across a lot of shows from the office to, I did ha- a lot of happy endings episodes as well. And yeah. Um, yeah, because I was someone that could just get in there and like roll with the improv and and pitch new things and just like I kind of knew how it's just the world I came from, like a very yeah. collaborative, uh, comedic world. Were you allowed to pitch a lot of stuff here on our show? You know, I know there's some certain parts, um, the Russian cartoon, you know, what I mean? the Russian <laughs> car, the monkey cracker thing. Like there was an animation to that. It really does yeah, look like, like me. It we really, did. I really do resemble that monkey, the monkey cracker. cracker thing. That was so, that was so good. Um, <laughs> and like the music that Ludwig wrote for yeah. it. And um, uh, no. yeah, Are you I, I love, like that whole monkey that? cracker. You know, it's funny. There's a part in the episode. There's like this dance monkey part. I'm like, I wonder if yeah. the song dance monkey, you know, that song dance monkey. Have you ever heard no. that? Song? No, Mm-mm. no. Oh, there's there's this like pop song from a couple of years ago called Dance Monkey. <laughs> and, uh, they stole it you know, from us. What my clubs daughter's are you really going into to? it. I'm like, I wonder if this was somehow influenced by like this <laughs> Dance Monkey uh, episode <laughs> where she's telling Jess Dance Monkey. But yeah, the Were Monkey Cracker invo- thing. Monkey Cracker. Yeah. <laughs> Were you involved in, in like directing the animation or did that just come fully packaged to you? No, the animation was like a fun surprise for me when I saw the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Welcome to our show. I actually remember uh, Josh Malmuth like coming up to me like when we were shooting later because they were like still working on the animation like while we were shooting it but like a few episodes later and was like do you want to see the monkey cracker thing yeah <laughs> and I was really <laughs> I'm like I've never I never knew how much I looked like a a, a Russian monkey <laughs> that sells crackers <laughs> yes because <laughs> um, I kept being like, "How am I? How are they going to make this monkey look like me?" And I'll go, "Oh, okay, I get it." <laughs> yeah, it's all in the eyes. It's the eyes it's, and the bangs. <laughs> it's the eyes and the bangs. The, the monkey had really had really good bangs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The eyes and the bangs do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> Eric, I have to ask you about meeting uh, Rebecca, who plays Nadia yes. for the first time. Um, were you? Uh, surprised by her when she changed from her beautiful uh, British accent into her crazy Nadia accent? Did she improv any of those crazy lines in that cold open? Um, yeah, I mean, I can't remember what exactly she, she improvised or what was thrown out to her in the, in the moment, but the, the transformation of her getting into that character. Yeah. was, <laughs> was pretty uh, amazing. Oh yeah, um, and so best. funny the random things that you know g- come out of her character's mouth and and um, 
Yeah, she was so such a blast to work with. There's that really funny moment w- with the um, uh, the Wilmer Vilderama yes. guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember oh, her yeah. like the accent on saying his name was really funny. It was just like a Wil- slight Wilmer. Wilmer Vil- yeah, Wilderama. Yeah, I can't remember, what's, but it was. <laughs> what's great about that is that that was a callback from this from season yes. one. Oh yeah, that's where she right. She would just mention she mentions him. About the, all the things about America that she likes, I, I think that was what the bit was, and Wilmer Valderrama was one of them. And it was I so great it. to see that we actually that see she, meets, yeah, <laughs> she meets. She meets a guy him. at a bar who pretends to be <laughs> Wilmer <laughs> to go home with her. <laughs> one thing that I, I I I found interesting about this episode was, and I want to question you guys about this the 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 relationship between Nick and Schmidt. Nick being uncomfortable he's uncomfortable and, and weirded out that schmidt thinks about him is that is is that weird to you guys that your friend would tell you that they think about you often that's or, a girl female thing, friendships yeah. that's yeah that we're very thoughtful you always, we think about each other we say <laughs> i love you to our friends all the we time say, <laughs> i mean we say you, think about you we say i miss <laughs> you i mean it's it's very i think I think it's a guy thing, maybe. So the guy yeah, thing you'll send notes all the time. I don't know. You tell us from a male perspective. Yeah, you, yeah. would you think it was weird if your you. friend... Yeah, mm-hmm. if your friend was like, I think about you. Like, I could tell but you're, you. I feel like you I have think... a lot of female friends, Lamorne. <laughs> <laughs> we think about you. We think about you and we, we think consider about you. you. Yeah. Yeah. We love was, you. There are th- Yes, I do have a lot of, uh, a lot of female friends, but... I have a lot of male friends and, you know, I, I have a list. I have a list of, of men that I think about. And it's a yeah. very, it's a very short list. Jesus. <laughs> and that's Jesus it. That's the, the end of the list. Jesus, well, that's it. My brother. Jesus. I think about my brother. My, I think about my brothers all the time. Right. Yeah. And then LeBron James. That's it. Your friend LeBron. My, my good pal. personal close friend LeBron James. Personal. Yeah. yeah. You know. I think for me, like in my now, now that I'm in my early 40s, I feel like I'm more maybe in touch with my emotions with male friends and would be yeah. able to say things like I think about you. I feel like, <laughs> you know, younger when I was single and, you know, it just it, yeah, it's it, I think maybe it would have been weird if a friend yeah, of mine came so. home. I think once you're a, I think the dividing line is once you're a dad. You can say I think about you, but before maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, not that I you can so. or can't, but I just mean maybe a guy who's a dad has like an emotional perspective that's different from like a single guy. You know, yeah, sure, they're in the struggle and they see someone that. else in the struggle <laughs> and they're just reaching out across the divide. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's are off once you're a dad. That's right. <laughs> it's it's funny that um but that storyline is so great. I mean, I love that just kind of the the commentary on, on masculinity and men French male friendships and and told in such a simple way. Like that yeah. entire story takes place in the apartment. It's all metaphor yes. too. It's like a hundred percent. Like it's like the cookie is the metaphor for thinking of someone. Yeah, and then the turtle or the tortoise. Yeah. Is the metaphor for like you know friendship or whatever? It, it's it's <laughs> it's nice. You could definitely um, 
Yeah, I mean, I felt like both the kind of guy storyline and the girl storyline were both little like one act plays. I know, Absolutely. but the thing I forgot about it is really the whole episode is answering the question, would you still be friends with them if you met them today? And that's what yeah. both Nick and Jess are facing. Right. And I thought, I forgot that, that that was a thing that joined it together. With would you judge dudes. a friend that became a model? <laughs> right. Me? Like, would you? Yeah, I'm asking you. No? Someone's happy. If someone is happy, I'm like, I'm happy for you. Let's get Yeah, it. but it's funny. You, you, you get why it's like more like Jess is like is I like think it came from a protective place a protective because she knew her as a kid and that's not how she thought of her I think you know that's right that's right I think that was the you, origin you have expectations of it is for people yeah I, I wouldn't think- judge someone who became a model but maybe like if you're friends with somebody from when you're you know seven years old and you know you think you're the same and then one of you ends up becoming a model. And then there are a lot of kind of like surface level things that go into that. Right. Like, um, but, but vodka drinking. Like, yeah. Yeah. Vodka yeah. Drinking. A lot of it, I think is like the circle that that person is that in she now. runs it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And we see that. And we see that come to light in this episode when you're trying to, you're trying to fit in a little bit with her friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. To see, you know, I thought that was a yeah. very fun, funny, interesting <laughs> scene. Talk about that a little bit. Um, even from the creation uh, standpoint, Eric, the, the, there's the the dancing, the mocking. The, it, it was also funny to me. And then the boob fight. Like, oh, I have so that. many things to say about this boob fight. <laughs> yeah, the boob fight is really great. Do you remember, um, Zoe, they offered us, um, I don't know if you remember this, Eric, if we needed any protection? <laughs> oh yeah i was like i think we're okay <laughs> and we both were like i think we're fine we're not you're gonna not gonna really... be like really slugging it out <laughs> but they were well, like you didn't um, you didn't have pads for that <laughs> no but i do so remember you... being offered like do you need any protection like, around your boobs in case you i think i was like i think we can figure so, out how to fake this to look real we're not really gonna haul <laughs> off so what's funny um, about it and you know it worked because out. My friend, I watched the episode last night uh, with a buddy of mine, um, and he and, and and he knows that I'm, you know, like prepping for the recap. And he goes, and he goes, um, he goes, I need to know how bad that hurt. He goes, <laughs> he goes, hurt. I want to know. And I said, guys, they had pads on. <laughs> it, 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 guys think that boobs like hurt more than they really do, yeah. right? Don't you think, Hannah, that they get this idea that there's some correlation between like. Boobs and, and testicles. <laughs> yeah, those things are all nerve It's all nerve They're very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think that there's very, that where they hurt. think it's like yeah. they're, they're junk, that like boobs are like that. I think there's that confusion It's a sensitive it. on that level. That's right. But I also yeah. think that we have trust that nobody's going to punch anybody. Because I remember seasons <laughs> later when I had to do the scene um, where I kick Nick. Cece kicks Nick in the dick right (laughs) and i was like we're gonna fake it like there's this or i punch him i punch him in the dick in the in a bar i just remember that and they asked jake they're like do you want a cup and i'm like oh my god it's just a fake thing and he was like i want a cup (laughs) (laughs) and i was like bro he's like just in case um but Um, no neither zoe or i wanted padding or protection Hats um, off to post production and the foley (laughs) artists on this this was like i i i can't say enough how much the um the post-production sound had to do with the 
comedy of the scene. Like, it's a, a, a super funny scene that works and is wit- written really well, directed really well. It's funny, but it doesn't work unless you have that, like, slap, slap. Slap, slap, yeah. slap, 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 slap. There was no sound. It doesn't make a lot There's of sound. A, yeah. It doesn't make any sound. Yeah. But the sound makes it just, crazy. it just makes That's it crazy. fun. Because I always thought boobs had sound. And my, my favorite part is, is, is which, uh, which was improvised, just kind of came out in the moment, was when you start going, what? You start yelling what at each other. <laughs> what? Oh, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that's what guys do, right? When they're mad. That's we right. Like, we what? got brought up in that. Yeah. What? <laughs> huh? What? What did you huh? say? What? Um, the other weird memory that came flooding back to my mind was that I think they were setting up for the the boob fight because we were doing it downtown, right in this like weird. It was in a yeah. real grungy it was a warehouse. warehouse. Yeah. yeah, it was so yeah. gross. And I remember by a train track. Liz, Liz was there, and Josh was there, and you were, and I was. We were just hanging out, and I feel like Liz just like lit up like a Christmas tree. And you were standing there too, Zoe. I feel like, and it was we just gotten confirmation. Um, that Jamie Lee Curtis and Rob Reiner were going to play your parents. Oh, wow. I remember that moment, and I had to sit down. (laughs) I was like, are you joking? That, to me, was just, like, the hugest casting of, like, these huge stars. You were like, these are the chicest wind chimes. (laughs) 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 These are the chicest wind chimes. All right. Uh, if anybody who gets that gets that, and <laughs> I was Real Housewives just in fans, shock. Um, yeah. yes, um, I had to call my like. Yeah. I called my parents. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like our show, I just felt like, which was a great show and it was beloved. But I was like, that just like elevated the whole thing, and I was going to be sitting in a room with these two incredible people, and maybe they would come back and keep being the parents, which they did. But I remember that moment setting up for a slap boob fight. In a downtown warehouse <laughs> and hearing that these two huge, you know, movie people were going to join our show. Rank your level of excitement when you heard about them being cast versus when you heard about me being cast in the show. Rank like there different. are two it, ends see, of the yeah, spectrum. Here's the thing. Uh, one more. Um, it's, it's and now different. I know what they are. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I was going to say there's some really funny stuff um, that I loved. Uh, the pops back with the like models and stuff like Eric talk about that um, like just the flashback because I thought it was so funny they had the the oh, model there's like, the one with I the see other... table yeah 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 I like table yeah. <laughs> table is flat <laughs> yeah yeah yes the table is flat yeah I can't even, I can't remember where we shot that it's so funny little pops like building a set just for like one little that quick... was Cece's apartment yeah oh, it was Cece's, was Cece's apartment. apartment yeah I remember yeah. Because we shot it on the same day. We just, like, flipped it That's a little right. bit. That's and right. And we shot it on the same day. It was um, cold open. Yeah. Did that, was, was, that, was that girl that played the model? That was her only episode she was in, right? Or was she Yeah, but there were all... Well, yeah. And then the other girls who were the models in, uh, in the uh, warehouse scene were really funny. And everybody, like, totally committed to this like model stereotype that yeah 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 yeah, (laughs) in a funny way like really being like the sidekick of sidekicks of nadia Um, yes and just being terrible to jets (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) yes monkey monkey dance (laughs) yeah like that's always a fun thing to for people to play is just it like 
they're being terrible to just, but they don't even realize how terrible they're being. Like they're yes. having the time of their <laughs> lives. And Jess is just like absolutely crushed by what they're doing to her. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like a really fun tone to hit. There's a moment in this which I found to be very, very interesting and weird at the same time. Um, when Jess, <laughs> Jess enters and asks the guys if, the, you know, once the guys oh, are I know what this, I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> and she asks the guys, she's like, oh my gosh, are you guys, did you guys watch porn together again? <laughs> yeah it's always so awkward <laughs> it's so it's such a weird thing i don't i i've never done that i'm gonna just say it now I, eric have you done that have you, you watched sat porn with guy friend no <laughs> yes. that's a very private experience <laughs> no that would be so weird but it's so funny i i would love to know what like if josh like who who's who pitched that line exactly because it's exactly. such a funny i'm gonna text him right now idea. and ask josh if he's ever watched porn um with a friend platonic the, name the, the guy, level of name weirdness the, the level of weirdness that the cookie brings up yeah is yeah. the level of weirdness that watching porn amongst friends <laughs> would bring up and that is a high level of weirdness yeah. So I think it's a. I think really it's commentary on. <laughs> yes. How weird the cookie made everybody. One hundred percent. Well, that can't. Yeah, I love. And then all the details that also come out about Schmidt, like aside from the cookie, the other things that he does that you never get to see. Like there's a joke about him doing turn down service. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every night. Putting mints on home. the pillow. Yeah. yeah, he puts a chocolate on his pillow. Like, <laughs> you don't like the chocolate? No, I love the chocolate. <laughs> oh, I guess they just like eat that. themselves then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you get to see a flashback. I think Nick, Nick and Schmidt's uh, the first time they met, right? Their origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Their college yeah, so scene. Eating Talk ramen. Talk to us about uh, that. The raw costume. Ramen. Yeah, all of that. Talk to us yeah, about that. Yeah, Nick's got that mustache. <laughs> he's like, he looks like oh, yeah. a deadhead. You know, he's like in a tie dye and he's got this weird mustache. I think he has a fanny pack on as yeah. well. Um, I remember what was really fun was their, um, you know, their their dorm room that you got to see because it's the same. It was also one of the real really fun things for me about directing the show is like, oh, I'm like the first show I did was The Office, but then this show. It was like, oh, everyone's my age. Like, I'm making a show, yeah. you know, I'm directing a show about yeah. people that are my age. So yeah. the college flashback, it's like, oh, this is when I was in college, and this dorm room looks like my dorm room. Yeah. Uh. You know, like, there was a fight club, po yeah. like, Nick had a fight club poster <laughs> on the wall, and, um, you know, yes. just getting to that see some of those sense. specific yeah. things. Yeah. Um, How much did you get to inform, like, their wardrobe or that whole dynamic that kind of happened or how Schmidt looked or was that all Liz? I and think that Melman? was all, I think that was a lot of Liz. Like I, you know, I had a little bit of input on just, yeah, some of the, some of the things in, in the room and what the room looked like. Um, but I remember when we shot the scene, you know, there was a, there was just a really long, like there was so much improv in that. Scene. We just kind of let those guys go. Like once you get, you know, Schmidt's in that costume, and like, yeah, they're just both in these. Like, it's a lot of inspiration, a lot of scope for the imagination there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't remember what exactly was scripted and what wasn't, but Schmidt was eating hard ramen. 
<laughs> like just the noodles like crunching on ramen noodles um i've seen people do that it's weird yeah uh, yeah nick's like throwing them in his mouth but trying to get him to catch them at one there was like a gag reel or something or does it play during the end credits? At the end, end, end credits. 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 He yeah. gets right. body slammed. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's the yes. body slam. The body slam is actually in the episode, but it but at the end they're they're like just There was just oh, yeah. like riffing. so much gold. Oh, that's right. He goes when he no, catches yeah. the he catches the he's throwing the food out his mouth. I think that's Yeah. The, yeah. 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 The there was there was so much so much gold in that. Do you wow. remember that that cake dude's part at the end was like a reshoot? Yeah, yes. I did not. I did. I was not you, there. You for weren't that. there because no. I re- actually remember that. Like, and I will say, I, I actually believe this to be like a perfect episode. But that that piece, they were like trying to figure out how to make the end work exactly, so it all kind of came together. And that Jake really didn't like the cake dudes part, and that he talked about cake dudes for like years afterwards. He was like, and then it's just cake dudes, like use (laughs) cake dudes as a thing. (laughs) But I remember we shot it really fast. Like you weren't even there, which is crazy. Yeah, we shot it really fast at the end of some like other episode, like when we were shooting another episode. They were just trying to find, you know, the ending that they could, you know. That would fit in, you know, 21 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah, I can't re- Can you remember what the original ending was? It was a scene. It was everyone back <sighs> around the table. It was around the table maybe or something. And the, there was cake there. I don't remember. But, I, yeah, it's funny. I don't remember what the original one was. But it probably I think I was might too have long. It. You know, they used to send you a DVD oh. of your director's cut. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! <yes. laughs> but back in it the was day. probably <laughs> too long because, like, do you like everything lived and died by this like twenty-one minutes and thirty-five seconds, and everything was like that. But I mean, it's still true in network TV today. But but like now we watch so many shows that are on streamers and you know yeah. cable and everything. But. But it it's like it had to be over by then, and and there was no wiggle room. I remember that this one was kind of tough in editing to get it down to time. I bet um, there so was, much Winston dialogue. So much Winston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we cut out the whole Winston storyline. There was a C story with Winston. Well, no. Winston <laughs> stares at a laptop <laughs> and then gives wise sage advice from over the screen. <laughs> Um, but there was, um, yeah, I remember, I, I, I want to say that my director's cut was like seven minutes over time or something. Oh, it was wow. Like really long. Um, cause I, cause the, so much episode real estate was taken up by that, by the car show, which is this big set piece. Yeah. I remember we talked about it. Um, Zoe being like, you're like uh, a real Lucille ball moment. Yes. And I, I was so. I loved how that, like, I thought it was so much fun to do and to yeah. work on. And I also have to give props to Monica Bronger, who's my stunt double. Yes. Um, she's absolutely amazing. And, like, anything that was, like, unsafe for me to do, like, she just was, like, so there in game. And she would, like, always, like, watch me, get my body language right, and then could be so funny and then do something totally dangerous at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But that was such a fun sequence to work on. And I um uh I actually I also um uh the the two like car the car announcer 
And then I, I actually know one of those guys who's like the car, Rob Rhinus. He's a really funny guy. Um, but, oh, he uh, was great. I, yeah. Yeah. And then the other guy who's like announcing, I, I don't remember that actor's name. We'll have to have to get it. But um, they, when he's announcing, he's, He's like trying so hard to keep it <laughs> um, <laughs> professional, but I'm so unprofessional. My eye is like like uh, uh, one yeah, the eye heavy is like eyelashes. Close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a um, funny thing that like the eyelashes were too heavy for your eyes. Double like, magnum. Like Jess is so out of her element as a model that like she yeah, can't even so. handle. Like she has weak eyelids. <laughs> weak eyelids. But it is true because I actually know friends that like don't wear makeup at all. And if you try to put makeup on them, they're so confused. You know, it's like it really throws them off their game. But it's also like the heels, too. They put, also put me in the highest possible. Doesn't heels Nick make a, a comment, too, about it? He's like, what's on your face? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah what's that makeup. on your face? It was like oil or something. <laughs> yeah. Just James M. Connor, face? by yeah. the way. James oh, M. Connor. Oh, shoe polish, I think. He shoe polish. Shoe polish, yeah. Um, so I just James got a text. James M. Connor James is M. Connor. the Connor. actor that played mm. the, the... Okay, yeah. Well, he was great, too. I, you know, a lot of really great people in this episode. I just got a text from Josh um, about the uh, watching porn with your uh, friend platonically. <laughs> So I said, who pitched the watching porn together with a platonic friend joke? Did this happen to someone? And he goes, I don't remember who pitched it. It's a good point, though. Um, and I said, did this happen to you ever? You know, you just got to ask. <laughs> and he ask. said, no, <laughs> it has not. But it's funny. And I feel like you see it referenced in movies. Guys would be like, let's go watch porn. And it sounds <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot imagine that being an enjoyable experience. Um, unless your friend's a porn star and you're just critiquing their work, you know what I mean. Give right. them notes, as one does. You yeah. have to. Does. Let me improve you your so you know, d- Yeah, are there porn critics like people that like? <laughs> yeah, they have the award show. I think they got the the, the, the award show. I've never Isn't heard that of their it peers, before. But... Though that... <laughs> I wonder if the thing about it is though, like when you you know, if watching porn, like getting turned on or something, is like a vulnerable moment. You know what I mean? Like, you can't control it. And I think, like, if that's what the awkwardness is about, it's like, oh, I feel too exposed. Like, I'm too vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) the opening credit music. Okay. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a sixth grader getting like a boner in sweatpants. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't want to answer any questions. You brought, like, that just brought back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. Some, and so my yeah. daughter's Traumatic. in fifth. Yeah. My daughter is in fifth grade, my my eldest daughter. And uh, yeah, it's like the year when like the sex ed and stuff starts to happen. Oh, no. She's oh comes home God. from school. And she's like, Dad, have you heard of a boner? Do you know what that is? <laughs> a kid had a boner in sixth grade. A sixth grader. Oh, I'm like, no. yikes. No. Did they have their like, like trapper keeper so that they could just yeah. like, hide it as they walked down the hall? I'm like, if that I sixth like grader knew keepers. that you were at home telling your dad he had a boner at school, he would never forget it die. for the rest of his life. Yeah. Die. Yeah. He would die. Yeah. 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 That's like one of those memories from Inside Out that like turns into the core memories. (laughs) Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Welcome to our show. Hey guys, do you know what time it is? It's meme alert time. Memeable moments. Every once in a while, there's something that will happen in a scene uh, of a movie or a TV show that will shatter the walls of said show. Something that will stand out in a project so much so that fans will refer to that scene and not even have seen the show. Mm. Now, in this episode, we've stumbled across another iconic moment in New Girl history, and we've already spoken about it. This one is truly a fan favorite. Gave me cookie. Got you cookie. Now, that, that, that meme is a shorthand for wanting to express fond emotions, but being unable to do so in a straightforward manner. So let's talk specifically about the filming of that scene uh, and some of the things that you remember, uh, the type of cookie that was. Apparently, that's a very special cookie. Black and white uh, cookie. Uh, black and white cookie. I thought maybe he would have given the cookie to me. 
<laughs> yeah, it was, a bla- um, it was a black and white cookie that he bit into a Star of David. <laughs> so it's like the gesture is, uh, it's just such so misguided. <laughs> the sentiment is there, but he uh, went about it the wrong way. Now, um, I remember, Zoe, you said that it was imp- that that was scripted. That wasn't an improvised moment? Scripted, yeah. It was all scripted. And I remember specifically, Jake, in... in um, because people have asked about that that moment a lot in like, you know, I remember Q&As and I remember people saying like, people always asking if that moment was improvised and always Jake Johnson was like, no, that's Josh Malmuth. All the way. Who is, I, by, by the way, when we started New Girl, he was a junior writer. Like he had only, I think, done, been on one other show. And like first, I remember it was like, I was like, this guy is and just so fun and like like game you know he's just he's a fun he's a fun writer to work with you know have you guys seen this meme go around have you have you seen this eric at all i have seen i've seen it in the wild a couple of times and uh, and i'm always like tickled uh to 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 see that pop up (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i think quite a few times i've seen it pop up and yeah i'm like Oh my God! I can't I believe I. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's me, you guys. Um, me. I remember that um, the cookie thing at the table read killing. Like I remember mm. everyone, Fox and Twentieth, and and I, I remember everyone just saying, like, no notes. You know, like after the table read, you discuss everything. They give notes on, on you know, here are little things, you know, to change in the script or, or to plus up and focus on a little bit more. And I remember it was like the gimme cookie got you cookie, the cookie thing. We, no notes. Yeah. <laughs> Excited to see it. It also Just like so set so the foundation so deeply for the rest of this series for the audience to understand how deeply these men love each other. You know, in a a spoken way, like Jake had to say it, you know, Nick's character had to say it. And I just feel like that was something that just set up so much comedy then and so much stuff that was just understood by the audience and for the rest of the series, which is why it feels so important to the show. Yeah, to see Nick get vulnerable in a way like that, like he makes fun of Schmidt for um, crying earlier in the episode and uh you know, then then to then he starts crying. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like such a great moment. <laughs> Aside from being hilarious, it's like just works on on an emotional level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's such such a great scene. Um, should we dive into a little True American? Yes, we we're shall. back, and it's time for True American. <laughs> Regular listeners know we've switched up the game a bit when we have a guest for the show. And uh, now we try to get the truth of their experience on the show. Eric, are you ready? Um, (laughs) In episode one of season two, Schmidt decides to throw a party after he gets his penis cast off to announce he's ready to have sex again, which... Just saying that is ridiculous. Um, and the guest list includes a writer from Crank Yankers. 
Was that right or you? And would you attend Schmidt's party? <laughs> that writer was not me, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sure, I love a party. I will. Who who is the crank yankers writer? I <laughs> remember this episode, and I watched it recently, but I don't remember them saying. I think they he said the right the oh, writing oh, staff oh. from <laughs> Crank Yankers. <laughs> I think so. Um, there were always those like lists that were funny, yeah. But you would go to Schmidt's penis um, cast on. I'd go to Schmidt's penis cast unveiling party. <laughs> I mean, how I'm well always... would you have to know Schmidt to attend? I mean, I would go if I barely knew him. I, 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 like, <laughs> I like putting myself in situations that will uh, yield a story that I can tell. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. A lot of people have this are like have so much social anxiety, and it's not, I'm not. It's not that I don't, but I love an awkward moment. Like I love. If I can have an awkward moment, like yeah. I'm excited about it. And so if I get invited to a party where I know nobody, I kind of am like, ooh, how awkward will it be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd love to be a fly on the wall at that party. You know, sort of yeah, in the corner on my phone. <laughs> Just kind of yeah, exactly. What exactly. It's true. There's low expectations of you when you're That's that guy right. at the party. I can't be at an awkward party. I can't. I hate awkward and uncomfortable situations. Um, I met uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus once at a party, and she was talking to me. We were having a conversation, but because because I was so nervous around her and uncomfortable because I had never met her before, that I stopped talking to her and turned around and walked away <gasps> because I panicked. I panicked. I, I was like, she's going to find out that I'm stupid. Like, she's going to know <laughs> that I'm an idiot. And then I just <laughs> left. And my sister was like, oh. was like, why would you? What, 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 what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. She was talking to me. And, you know, there's like a little like a little stagnant part of the conversation. Like, and now it's your turn to participate. And <laughs> I walked away. Your brain's like, get out. Get <laughs> yes. out. Oh, get boy. out. That's your horrible. flight or fight started yeah. going. Yeah. No, that's not horrible because it's a great... Uh, story you just told, oh yeah um, yeah now it's a story of how you froze Guys, actually something embarrassing just happened to me and i was like very kind of actually kind of excited to maybe tell you guys about it and it this feels like a good moment <laughs> that um i was like in my neighborhood i walked past a coffee shop and i saw don Cheadle, who <laughs> i know and he's like one of my favorite actors ever and so like i'm still starstruck by him even though i've known him a long time and i was like i saw him i got so excited i was like don so in he was really nice and then I walked away and then next time I was like near a mirror I like looked <laughs> in the mirror and I realized that I'd gotten dressed in the dark and I was wearing like a sweatshirt and that my I'd taken my kids to school I'd like gotten dressed really early in the dark Jonathan got home like late from New York and I was like didn't want to wake him up so I like grabbed the sweatshirt and it had like stains all over it <laughs> and then the kids had like spilled stuff so then I had to like write it <laughs> like write an email to Don Cheetah like um hey uh so like don't judge me <laughs> yeah things are actually going really well yeah <laughs> I, I'm okay I felt really good about that like running into you but um I might have had like crazy like coffee stains all over me so anyway, um, oh, there you go. When you meet your awesome. heroes, oh yeah, uh, yeah sometimes party you anxiety, have stains all on that. Your uh, I, my big, I get anxious that people aren't going to remember who I am. 
<laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. I go, Zoe, like, it, it's Zoe. Hi. Yeah. It's Zoe Deschanel. Remember? Yeah. Here's what we, here's how we know each other. And it's like, no, of course I, like I've done that a couple of times. You're my son. People are like, I, yeah, no, I know who you yeah, are. I know dude. who you what are. What are you talking about? <laughs> Give birth to you, man. Yeah. No, but it is good to remind people out of context because there's so many people, people, like a lot of times, like people see so many people. Like I always yes. say it just because my dad used to always do that. He'd be like, Caleb, it's Caleb. Like, and it, it was good. I could tell, like, you know, it's good to, you know, remind people because of out of context problems. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie to you. When people introduce themselves to me, and we've met a million times. I most of the time I do not know their name. I just <laughs> yeah. I forget names all the time yeah. too. I'll know their I face and names. I'll go like, uh, yeah, what's up, guy? Yeah, yeah. Mark or Mike. I don't know. What's up, group? To panic. Um, I'm pretty Stuart. good if I know people, you know, yeah. like, but uh, but sometimes you just don't know people well enough to know their name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Eric. We've sometimes. got one last little segment here for you. Okay. Nick's box. box. Nick's box is brought to you by Hyundai. When it comes to your journey, Hyundai is thinking of every mile. So welcome back to this segment where we crawl into the back of Nick's closet and pull out the memories that the cast and crew of New Girl have kept hidden for years. You've done a few episodes of New Girl. What is your favorite, all-time favorite memory from working on the show? Oh, boy. Okay. Give me a second to think. Give me a second to think about <laughs> this one. Um, you know, I think it's probably the scene in the last episode, the final episode that I directed. It's this, it's shooting this train, this scene where Taryn, <laughs> Taryn is, uh, Taryn yeah. Killam, Taryn Killam yes. is, uh, rambling on about trains and improvising. That was something <laughs> where he so improvised funny, like a ton of just facts about trains he's like just a dud <laughs> of a boyfriend of like a guy that, that just starts dating and and she, oh yeah so that's the episode she loves his parents yes. played by julie haggerty and uh henry winkler henry winkler yeah who are like the best loveliest people in the world yeah. and it's just this like awkward dinner where she's like gotta break it off <laughs> and it's like, and yeah, ju I remember just, uh, yeah, him just going on and on and on about trains and, and everyone just like so, dying, dying, laughing, uh, during he's it. so funny. I had asked him if he, I said, I said, are those real facts about trains? He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I mean, great improviser. Thanks for bringing out Nick's box, Hyundai. Remember from shopping to buying to owning, Hyundai has your back. Like our favorite memories, taking a Hyundai on your journey will keep you feeling safe and warm. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Okay, yes. so we do this segment called Where's the Bear? Where's the Bear? Because um, there is this big fan rumor that there is a bear in every single episode. You have directed multiple episodes. Did Liz or any writer or producer ever tell you um, we just need to make sure that we have a bear uh, somewhere in an episode, a little toy bear, a bear on the wall ever said to you? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm not sure about the bear thing. I'm, I think I, I, I sort of am th I think there's something, <laughs> some bear reference in... <laughs> 
in the in like the Latvia scene. I think in... there was in a Latvia episode. Because in this episode, there's a bear in Winston's room. So the, the fan theory checks out for this episode. Okay, it checks out for this one. I don't know yes. if I was told about the bear on this episode, but... See, it's a maybe. If it's there, it's there. It's possible. Yeah. If it's there, it's there. You can't see. This is a point for me. Proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Eric, we might have to have you back to talk about some of some of your other episodes if you're yeah, if you're please. willing. Cause, um, cause... Uh, yeah, I would I would I would love to. There's I mean, there's okay, so cause... many fun memories. Yeah. The next one I did is like a flashback episode. There's more. There's Schmidt in the at the Christmas tree uh, lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Winston in in, in Latvia. Um, yes. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's a lot of really, uh, really fun stuff. I would lo- absolutely love to. Okay, that would be amazing because this was such so much fun. Thank you for thanks for taking the time and and visiting revisiting. Um, and thanks for having me. It was it was great to see all of you again. So nice to see you, man. Such a pleasure to Yay. see you, bro. Don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody. And also feel free to go to our website and pick up some of our merch. We got Where's the Bear merch. We got True American merch. Welcome to our show. Merch available now. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeRita. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 